In this episode of the Microgreens Podcast, I'm going to talk about what are the best temperatures to grow microgreens at. Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens Podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grows will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number 43 of the Microgreens podcast. Today I want to talk about what is the best temperatures for microgreens. This has come up in a couple emails. Not necessarily the best temperatures, but I have a temperature of X. Is it too much? I have a temperature of Y. Is it too low? And why high and low this time of year? Well, I do have customers and readers in both the northern and southern hemispheres. So in one area, we're getting warmer now. In another area, it's getting colder. All I can do is talk about uh, my own experiences. I've never grown in a greenhouse or um, any large facility just in the home. But I would tell you, probably no one has as high of range of temperatures in their home than I do. I rarely use heat. Um, I have other people around me, other other apartments around me so it stays okay warm in the winter and i just don't like air conditioning i will turn it on once in a while sometimes for the microgreen sometimes for caden for the dog but generally not for me i grew up very rural in the middle of nowhere and there was no such thing as air conditioning and the heat was always poor so generally my home ranges between 50 52 in the winter and highs will get up into the 90s. Usually when it gets to 90, I have to do something and either go camping or turn on the AC, at least in a couple rooms. But for the most part, it's either in the uh, 50s and 60s in the winter and in the 70s to 80s in the summer. And I just, I have no problem growing microgreens in either of those. There are some adjustments you have to make. And I'll talk about those a little bit later in the podcast. But before we get too much into it, I want to have a couple announcements here. Um, today is Tuesday the 13th, so probably by the time you listen to this, it might be too late. But I am having office hours on June 13th at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Office hours is basically where I am in, I am in an online room and, room and you can come in and ask your questions. It's not recorded. There is video. You don't need to be on video. There's no apps to download. It's just a link that you click. You set up your camera as you want to in your microphone and enter the room. So that is tomorrow, June 13th at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want to get the schedule for all this, you can just go to homemicrogreens.com. Go up to the header, click on courses, click on event calendar. You may have to sign in or may have to create, you may have, I can't talk today. You may have to create an account to see the calendar, but it's all free and it will list all the events that I'm having. And also on June 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm having what I'm calling a live stream. This is in a different room. There'll be a different link. And I'm going to talk about um, what size tray is the best. So this would be just sort of like a seminar or a little presentation for half hour or so. And then it'll be question and answers after that. Now the live streams, you can enter the rooms just like you can on the office hours. I'll just mute the microphones during the presentation. 
and um, the cameras will be on and it will be recorded. Eventually, that recording will go onto the website. They'll be free at first, and then you'll you'll end up having to be a, a patron um, level member in order to see the the replays. But the lives will always be live, and those are free, and you can view them anytime while they're live. So again, you can just go to homemakergreens.com. Inside the upper header, you can click on courses, and then inside that submenu, there'll be a thing that says event calendar, and that's where all those times will be listed. All right, let's get back to talking about microgreens and the best temperatures. Humans really have this problem with reductionism. They just want to bring the problem to one issue. So they want to know what is the best temperature. However, there's so many other variables that matter in this besides the fact of what stage the microgreens are growing on and what variety of microgreens are growing. There's things such as humidity and airflow. Those will have an effect on the microgreens along with temperature. Nothing is by itself. So we have to get rid of that reductionist mindset. So when we talk about what are the best temperatures, first we need to worry about what seeds we're growing and at what stage we're growing them at. Then we have to worry about not only the temperature, but what the humidity is. I think temperature is more important when the seeds are germinating than when they're growing. Because some seeds just do not germinate well when it's cold. And some seeds just won't germinate well when it's warm. For example, basil likes warm conditions to germinate. Cilantro seeds like colder temperatures to germinate. Spinach likes colder temperatures to germinate. So again, I'm using these relative terms of colder and warmer. So what is cold and what is warm? To me, or what I'm going to talk about today, cooler temperatures are below 70. Warmer temperatures are above 75. So the ideal temperatures, I'm using air quotes here, the ideal temperatures for microgreens is generally somewhere between 65 and 75 with 70, 72 room temperature being perfect. That's why microgreens grow so well in most homes. So at this young stage, at this germination stage, temperature is more important than what the room temperature is. So you can modify these obviously by heat mats or by putting these uh, microgreens that like cooler temperatures and the cooler spots in your house to germinate or just not grow them during the summer. I'm sure most people keep their homes between somewhere around 68, maybe a little bit cooler in the evenings to 75, maybe 76 during the summer. They use air conditioners and heaters. Other people in the more southern latitudes will grow outside all the time. So it can get a lot hotter and it can get a lot colder. So if you keep your home, if you're growing your microgreens in an area where the temperatures are between 65 and 75, you're good. Like just grow microgreens. There's nothing really that's going to slow those microgreens down. They're going to grow just fine. There may be a certain temperature where they grow at their peak, but overall for the small amount of microgreens you're growing, unless you're doing a commercial operation here, but we're talking about homeowners, people that are growing microgreens for their own use a little bit of temperature range isn't going to affect the amount of microgreen growth that you're going to see. But what about people like me or people that keep their houses a lot colder in the winter and want to grow basils? Well, then we're going to need something to keep that soil warm while these microgreens germinate. And that's just going to be a heat mat. It's about the only time you will see me use a heat mat when I'm trying to grow basil in the winter. You will see heat mats in my pictures often, but a lot of times it's just the fact that the microgreen, the microgreen tray is sitting on that either so nothing falls through or so they photograph better. 
So the only time I use a heat mat is for basils in the winter when it's below 70 degrees in the house or for sunflowers sometimes when I'm behind and I really need them to grow, I will put them on heat mats. They can handle a lot of heat. You, you need to use more water, but they can handle more heat than a lot of microgreens from the bottom. So off the top of my head, the cooler growing microgreens are going to be cilantro, kales, spinach. They like cooler temperatures to germinate. So if you're trying to grow these varieties in the summer when it's hot in your house or warmer in your house, you need to put them in cooler spots, either a room that's cooler or germinate them on a shelf closer to the floor where it's cooler. On average, your floor is going to be cooler than higher up in the room. And as far as humidity when we're germinating, most seeds need a little bit higher, germina higher germination. They need a little bit higher humidity. So anywhere from 60 to 80 or 90 percent is fine. That's why we keep them in the blackout. We keep the humidity in until they start growing. It's when they start growing into plants that we have problems of humidity, generally not when they're germinating. So for germinating microgreens or growing young microgreens, we need a little bit more humidity. We need cooler temperatures for some. Then we're just going to put them lower down on a shelf or find a room that's cooler or put them closer to the air conditioning. And for the microgreens that need a little bit of warmth, we're going to try to find a heat mat or put them up on a higher shelf. All right, now let's say we live in a more arid climate. Say we're in more of a desert location where the humidities are really low. What can we do? The easiest solution is to put water around your trays, whether they're underneath. I don't mean putting the trays inside the water, but support them above a big pan of water. Put pans of water around your microgreens. That water will evaporate, and the local humidity near the microgreens will be higher than the room. You just try to manipulate the local environment more than the larger room. You don't really have to worry about too much humidity in the house when you're germinating microgreens, only when they get older. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Those reservoirs of water, those pans or pots or whatever you want to use uh, of water are also going to cool the local environment because as the water evaporates, it actually cools the air. Okay, growing microgreens on. How does temperature affect your microgreens growing? Well, if it's warmer, they're going to grow quicker. If it's colder, they're going to grow slower. So if you need to harvest at a certain point, you're going to have to take the temperatures of the room in consideration. For example, when I'm growing my larger trays of microgreens in the winter, when it's colder, they take over two weeks to reach maturity. When it's warmer, many take under a week. Most take eight to nine days. So, you know, it lengthens and shortens it by between five and seven days. If you don't care when you harvest them, then temperature is going to be less important. Microgreens will grow anywhere in that 50 to 85 degree temperature range. The temperature will affect how you're going to care for your microgreens. They're going to use less water when it's cooler, and they're going to use more water when it's warmer. That should be pretty obvious. But there's other things that are going to be affected too. Many plants, except for the grasses, so the wheat grasses, some of the pet grasses, the oats, the barley. Um, I think onions will actually grow in warm temperatures because they're sort of a grass or grass-like plant too. They can take they're a C3 plant. That's how they photosynthesize. They can grow in warmer temperatures. Corn loves warm, hot weather. It just grows great then. Most plants shut down in that mid-80 degree range. They close up their stomas. They just refuse to grow. They're protecting themselves so that they don't overheat. They just will not grow. So when you start getting into the mid-80s, your microgreens will actually slow down growing. If you notice that they're growing really well, it's probably because it gets cooler in the, at nighttime and they actually open up and start to grow there. Although you're going to notice that they're going to get longer, leggier, and the stems will be a lot weaker.
Also, at higher temperatures, you're going to have to worry more about uh, mildew and mold. If it's warm and dry, you probably won't have any problems. You're just going to have those plants shutting down and only going to grow weekly in the evening. If it's humid out, though, you're going to run into other problems. Not only your microgreens not going to grow, but all the other things are going to grow faster. So the bacteria, the mold, and the fungus are going to really grow, especially if it's more humid. Plus the fact that most people overwater when it's warm out because they think their plants need more water, so the soil is actually wetter than it should be, and then that just increases the whole mold fungus problem. The only way to really fight that is to watch your watering and then use fans. Another trick, if you will, is spread your trays out. So instead of growing, if you're growing multiple trays, instead of growing them right next to each other, make sure that there's airspace between them so some air can circulate between the microgreens. That will help. And growing in, and we're going to talk more about this on 15th, growing in smaller trays is a lot easier than growing in a larger tray because air can get to the middle of that tray a lot easier. If the reason your growing area is getting warm is because of the sunshine, then about the only thing you can do is put blinds down or put some sort of shade cloth over them, try to keep the sun off the plants, at least that midday and late afternoon or early afternoon sun when it's the warmest. Try to keep them off those plants and keep that local area around those microgreens a little bit cooler. So we fight hot, humid temperatures by spreading the plants out, giving them more room, giving more room for air to circulate. Using a little fan, those little USB computer fans work wonders. You don't think they're doing much, but they're still moving quite a bit in air over an hour or 24-hour period. Those will actually do a good job of keeping airflow around your tray, help getting rid of the excess moisture that's uh, condensing on the microgreens and keeping the mold and mildew growth at a minimum. If you use a dehumidifier in your home, put that dehumidifier closer to your microgreens. One, that fan from the dehumidifier is actually going to make air movement. And two, the local environment will be a little less humid than it is at other places in the house. So if your house gets warm during the summer, again, best way is spread your microgreens out. Give them a little bit more room for airflow and increase the airflow around them. If you're in a hot, dry area, try to keep direct sun off them, whether you put blinds down or some sort of shade cloth between the windows and the microgreens, or just move them away from the windows, and put those reservoirs of water near the microgreens, and that will do wonders for the local humidity around the microgreens. So I guess I'll recap this. I'm not feeling super well, so if I was a little scatterbrained today, I'm sorry about that. But let's just go over it. The ideal temperatures are generally between 65 and 75. If those, if that's your temperature ranges, if those are your lows and your highs, and your humidities are somewhere between 50 and 70%, you don't have to worry about anything. They're going to grow just fine. Any changes you make locally aren't really going to matter that much for the microgreens you're growing. Again, unless you're growing shelves and shelves and shelves of microgreens and you're looking for yield. But for the person that's just growing it for home use, you won't see any difference. If it's colder, you need to grow the right varieties. Some varieties, such as basils, just will not do well when it's cold out. Again, if it's too warm, then you again, you need to watch your varieties. Maybe you shouldn't be growing cilantro or beets. I'm sorry, not beets. Uh, Swiss chard or spinach when it's really hot out. You just have to play the temperatures. For most people, this is a non-issue. You keep your house at a relatively normal range of temperatures and your microgreens are going to do fine. If you can live in it, your microgreens are going to live in it. If you live in more extreme environments or you heat with wood where it's really hot during the day when your wood stove's going and colder at night, 
or if you don't run the air conditioner and it gets really hot in a room or you live in a dry area, then we just have to try to keep that local environment around the microgreens the best we can. Whether we raise the microgreens higher in the room to warm them up or put them down to the bottom of the floor, near the floor to cool them off, or we put pans of water around to increase the humidity, or we use a dehumidifier to get rid of humidity, or at least add a fan to make more air movement around those microgreens. The more extremes and temperatures we have, the more care we need to watch out for our microgreens. I hope you found this useful. I had a couple questions on someone that was living in a very hot, dry environment and another person that was in the southern hemisphere that was now moving into winter and they don't grow their microgreens in the house. They grow them sort of in a shed. All we can really do is manipulate the three main things. The temperature by either adding heat or taking heat away. Humidity by either adding water to the system or taking water away. And the other one is airflow, which is to increase it when it's warm and humid and decrease it when it is hot and dry. I hope you take the time and stop by homemicrogreens.com and take a look at the new site. I think it's looking pretty good. It's running very fast. I'm getting these other systems all set up, whether it's the calendars, these events, the live streams, and I'm going to be doing quite a few other things. I also have the forum open, which I'm using for questions and answers. I really wish people would get into that and populate. Don't be shy. Just make an account and ask your question right in the form, and then I'll answer right after that. That way, other people can see the same answer instead of me just answering emails. I started filming the first part of a free microgreen growing course today. I haven't edited it yet, but I've done some of the videoing. And I'm also still thinking about adding more of the garden stuff. And I don't know if I really want to do it on homemikergreens.com or start a whole new site. I got some feelers out to see what people think. I really don't want the garden content to drag the microgreen content down in the search rankings. But the gardening content fits right in with what I want to do. I want people to be a little bit more self-sustainable, self-sufficient. That's the word. I want people to be a little bit more self-sufficient, or at least know that they can be more self-sufficient if something happens. And the prices in the grocery stores and the restaurants just keeps going up, just keeps going up, up, and up. Also, if you have any suggestions on what you want podcasts on, whether I've already covered them before in another podcast and you want to recap it or you haven't heard that podcast, just give me some topics. Um, That's the hardest part for me is to figure out what I should talk about on these podcasts. So give me some ideas and I'll put a podcast together on it. You can reach me at Todd at homemicrogreens.com. I answer every email. So give me your suggestions. I'd really appreciate it. So I hope you have the good rest of your week and I'll see you when I see you. Thank you for listening to the Microgreens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicrogreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing.